This, this, this is God Stories Radio Podcast. God Stories Radio Podcast. With Fritz, Mike, and Tina. God Stories Radio. A podcast to hear your soul. Bringing you hope and comfort through the power of Christian testimony. God Stories Radio. A podcast to hear your soul. It's coming on. And welcome, everyone, to God Stories Radio. This is session 157. I'm Fritz. I'm Mike. And I'm Tina. What's going on? It's Thursday. It's Thursday night. <laughs> All day long. I couldn't wait for this time. Thursday night. <laughs> <laughs> oh. What's going on across the table over there? Huh? You uh, go first. Anybody? Okay. Bueller? Bueller? Right, yeah. No, just been a rough day, so I'm glad that it's over so to speak, and that I'm here doing something enjoyable and fun and um, something to praise praise the Lord with. Amen. So, Something fun and to praise the Lord with. Yep. I like that. Yeah, me too. Super duper. Well, I'm going to let you guys um, do the shout outs because I'm going to try to get Alex, our guest, back on the phone who's calling in tonight from California. Awesome. To All give right. his testimony. All righty. So we're going to attempt to get him back on the horn. So uh, who do we got out there, babe? Uh, we've got some Facebook likes. So we want to say thank you to our friend, Christopher Sadat. Christopher, Chris, thanks. Thanks, Chris. He gave us a lot of encouraging words this oh, week. He and, did. You know, has been back and forth with us. He was also very kind and generous to donate to God Stories Radio. Yes, so he did. He pushed the button. He for pushed the button. Two hundred dollars. That's right. Thank so, you, Chris. Chris, thank you so much, and we are keeping you uplifted in prayer. Absolutely. And, um, we just thank you for all the encouragement. It really means he's, so much to us. I think I remember also he's also from Fritz's ne- neck of the woods. He sure is. He's from the Boca, Boca area. Boca Raton. Mm-hmm. Shout out for the Boca folks. Boca folks. <laughs> so, yeah, he was a lot of fun to chat with, and um, I feel like we got to know him just a little bit, which was nice. You know, we right. like those personal touches when people reach out I to sent us. him a little note after Fritz did, too, and I says, we're going to keep uh, keep you your word for giving his testimony down the line when he feels ready. Absolutely. He's really something else because he's in this uh, weight loss progression and he looks fantastic. I saw a before picture and an after picture on the Facebook page. Wow. He He, did. He looks fantastic. So, you know, I wish you all the best in your journey, my friend, with that because I am on that same journey. So um, (laughs) God bless you with it. And uh, here's to a healthier lifestyle. Amen to that. Yes. And he also shared a lot of, uh, to a lot of his friends uh, on uh, God's, from, from uh, four, four God Stories Radio. I saw that as well. That was really nice. Thank you, Chris. Thanks, Chris. Um, we also have another Facebook like, uh, LaKendra Lewis. LaKendra, thank, thank you. you LaKendra. Thank you. Appreciate that. Yeah, it's awesome. Thank you, guys. Absolutely. Keep, keep liking us on Facebook. Yes. And uh, we love to see Where, them coming in. Wherever you're from, if you have not liked us on Facebook yet, Please do. And guess what? We've got a new country. All right. New country. Yep. There's the drum roll. <laughs> country number 90. 90. It's Paraguay. 
Paraguay, Paraguay. Wow. South America. Yes. Exciting. It is. Holy smoke. We 90. are delighted to have you guys listening. Um, last week, we had country number 89 was Greece. And this week, it's uh, 90 is Paraguay. So very exciting. Yes, it is. Just people from all areas of the globe. It's wonderful. It's just amazing to watch the father blow it up. Mm-hmm. Just moving along. <laughs> this past month has been so exciting. It has. I've never answered so many emails and texts and and uh, letters and, and it's just it was been such awesome. a blessing. Yeah, it is. You know, for the first two and a half years, we got nothing. All right, and now what's that phrase? Be ca- be careful what you ask for. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you bet. Yeah, it's just God's doing a new thing. He That's just right. took the last four weeks and showed us. Yes, he did. You know, we were so worried about having testimonies and having guests, and we just opened our hearts to everybody, and there was an outpouring. And one uh, one listener actually said uh, that she believed it was a movement. Yes. Right. Yes. That, um, well, I mean, that's that was a big word to me. I yeah. Don't know about you. Well, but. Not only that, she said that she wanted to design a, uh, a, a bumper, bumper sticker. sticker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I like that word movement because um, I really feel that this is a God movement. It's a global God movement, and he is reaching lives in places that we could never physically just go out and do. And he's doing it just just like that. And, you know, all the credit needs to go to him. All the glory, all the credit needs to go to him. Absolutely. And we are just so honored, deeply honored to be a part of it. So, One of those notes that was sent to us was uh, from Latanya Clark. And she wrote, God has saved me. He brought me a long ways, 27 years of drug and alcohol. Now I'm saved by my Lord Jesus. Amen. We just love those little notes. Yeah. It's um, it's good encouragement for other people to hear, too, how long you've been, you know, dealing with it and how long you've been able to stand firm in the Lord and remain steadfast. Right. So, you know, it's a real credit to what the Lord can do in anyone's Absolutely. life. Absolutely. That it is. Not only that, we had another push person push the button oh my gosh we've had several people push the button yeah we've been so blessed stacy had pressed the button for two thousand dollars yeah i'm just we were speechless absolutely yeah thank you (laughs) stacy i I truly was speechless when i saw that i went i can't be right so i immediately i thanked her for the same amount and she didn't correct me (laughs) wow Stacey, if you're listening, thank you so very thank much. You. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Seems so inadequate, but best we got at May this God point. God bless you. Yes. And all the Amen people. Amen to that. All the people that contribute. Yes. Just know that you're a part of this movement. You're a part of God's Stories Radio. God's Stories Radio. Radio family. So, you know, the fact that it's reaching out to people in need, people who are hurting, you have a part in their story because you're helping to allow us to continue to do this and to reach those folks. Amen to that. Thank you to all of you. And our guest gave yes. $100. That's today. right. He pushed he the did. button today he before the he gave his testimony. Which I'm, uh, you guys talked amongst yourselves, and I'm going to try to get him on the phone. Right. All right. Who else you got on that list there, Mike? Um, We covered it all okay. on my, my little note list there. It's wonderful. We're just so very appreciative. Um, you know, even if you can't give a, a financial gift, you could give us a spiritual gift by praying for us. Hello. And we would definitely Hello, appreciate that. 
Hey there, Fritz. Hey, you're there. Boy, he's a little better connection now. Yeah, I, yeah, I can hear you perfectly now. Sorry Excellent. about that. I don't know what happened. Oh, that's that's okay. Well, we, we just took a few minutes to do the shout-outs and thank some folks and, you know, do our preliminary openings and, and whatnot. So now we've got you on the phone, oh, buddy. Awesome. Yeah. And, right, uh, so how does this work? Like, all you, you guys can all hear me at the same time? We yes, can all we hear can. you at the same time. Yes, and, we can. And, and so uh, can everybody else. So can 90 countries. No pressure. <laughs> no pressure. Oh, no pressure, no nervous. You know? I'm already naturally a nervous guy, but that's all right. Well, first things first <laughs> so, is uh, we uh, we need to thank you for your $100 contribution to God Stories Radio. We don't take those things lightly, Alex, and uh, we just want you to know from the bottom of our heart that we're appreciative and uh, we love you, Floor. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, oh, you're welcome, guys. I've been meaning to do it for a while. I just, uh, you know, sometimes I don't trust the Internet. And so today God spoke to me and just I really felt like I had to get over that fear because I know when God has your back, like, you have nothing to worry about. And Amen. so I just did uh-huh. it. And, yeah, I was being paranoid about nothing. <laughs> Amen to that. Hey, I want to welcome Matt Ellis yeah. on the uh, Mixler tonight. I want to welcome everybody on YouTube. You dialed into a good one tonight. Uh, we've got Alexander awesome. in from calling in from California. IA. What yes, part of California are you from, Alex? Oh, it says I'm calling from California. <laughs> I'm actually from, uh, I'm in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada right now. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. Okay, I was a little off by just a uh, little. Probably because it says CIA. CA. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, God, you you fooled us. No wonder when I called you this afternoon, you were just getting up. (laughs) Yeah, like, well, it was still late my time, but I worked a late shift last night, so I didn't get to bed until about six in the morning. Um, I work front desk at, uh, like, high-rise residential uh, buildings. I'm a concierge. Oh, very cool. So you get to get your people skills on. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. There's so much that I want to tell you guys, so it's I don't know. I'm just gonna let maybe, God do the work, and maybe we should open uh, in prayer from the heart. Yeah, we could do that, babe. You want to open up in prayer, and then yeah. we'll just let Him have it. Absolutely. So, Alexander, we're just gonna pray first, so that God can guide your testimony. All right. Okay. Heavenly Father, we just come before you, and we just thank you for Alexander's willingness to come and tell his story and to share it uh, with everyone, Lord. Father, we just pray that you would uh, open ears and hearts to hear what you want to say to them, Lord. And we pray that you be with Alexander and help him to share his story and the parts of it that you want heard, Lord. Father, to you be all the glory, and um, we just thank you for allowing us to all be a part of it. It's in the precious name of Jesus Christ that we pray. Amen. 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 Well, without further ado, I'd like to welcome my friend, Alexander. Welcome. Welcome. (laughs) Awesome. Well, yeah, thank you for the church, Gina. And I just wanted to say uh, welcome everybody around the world and on YouTube and wherever you might be listening, either now or in some other time. And I just want to say uh, hello to you, Gina and Mike. I love you guys. And Hello, Fritz. I love you, too. Thank and you. And Trish. You. I hope she's doing good. She, actually, she's actually, doing better, yeah. Actually, we could, uh, we're could. we going to ask for a prayer for the listeners out there. Trish is having some health issues. Um, she had to actually take six months off from going to uh, uh, lawyer school. 
to get that taken care of. So join us in prayer for uh, Trish, and it would be uh, deeply appreciated from from her, I'm sure. Definitely. Yeah, that's how I know Trish is on the right path because the enemy is trying to bring her down and Absolutely. stop her from doing something for God. But I know in the end that God will, you know, prevail. Amen. And the enemy will be destroyed because he's already been destroyed. That's right. <laughs> and that's so, that's a text uh, that I, I sent her last. The last text I just sent her earlier was that uh, just remember what the Father has. Uh, what he wants you to do, and don't take your eyes off of that. Exactly, and you know, like even like even today, like just before you guys called, I was. Uh, I swear, the en- every time I try to do something for God to glorify God, uh, the enemy is always right there trying to bring me down. But I'm where I learned to just ignore the enemy, and you know, it always works out in God's favor whenever I ignore the enemy. So that's what I'm gonna be doing <laughs> always. Good for you. So, yes. yeah. I'll just tell you guys like uh, who I am. So my name's Alex. I'm a 33-year-old guy from Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Um, I grew up with just uh, my little brother, my older sister, and my only because I didn't have a father growing up. And my mom's half uh, Aboriginal, so. You know, on that side of the family, we have a lot of addictions, a lot of, you know, drinking and drugs and stuff like that. Just, you know, not your typical family home. And so it's kind of tough growing up. I grew up with, like, my mom being drunk all the time. And sometimes she would abuse me and my brother, like, violently, like, if she got really angry. Because for some reason, whenever she drank, she's very violent. Uh oh. No, I don't think we've lost him, but I heard a beep beep. I think somebody's trying to call in. Might be on his phone. You there, Alex? Well, it's the risk you run when you use cell phones. Call waiting. <laughs> it's probably Mark. <laughs> Turn him up. Can't hear him very well. <laughs> Love you, buddy. I know you're on. I see you. Well, I don't see you, but it'd be cool if I could. Maybe we'll just Skype you in. Hello, guys. Hey. hey. Was that you? Hello. Was that on your end? Guys, I'm sorry. Uh, I don't... What was the last thing you just heard me say? Well, I think somebody was trying to call in on your line. Um, so... But you were talking about... You were your... talking about your mom and how she used to drink a lot and abuse you and your brother that... She had a violent temper. Okay, okay. Yeah, so see, there you go. There's the enemy trying to interfere again because my phone was ringing, but I didn't answer it. And I was sharing my testimony, and all of a sudden, some lady's like, hello? And (laughs) it was was the wrong phone number. Oh, man, that's no coinky-dink. No, that's... that's... Yeah, it's a prime example. It happens all the time. My phone never rings, by the way. Of course, someone has to call them online with you guys we're just um, gonna laugh it off so and yeah. keep on man that's it Go right ahead oh yeah no i'm i always laugh about it in the one time passes so yeah i grew up uh 
yeah, younger brother, sister, mom was alcoholic, didn't have a father, just a stepdad. Uh, I was always a good kid growing up. I was very quiet, um, very respectful and humble. Uh, you know, I had friends, they all like drank and did drugs and stuff like that, but I never did any of that. I was always able to hang out with people, never be tempted, no smoking, nothing. I like I played video games as a kid as my my way of having a good time. Uh, and then I didn't graduate high school. I made it to grade eleven and then I had some like anxiety disorders and I was really self conscious about the way I looked. I don't know why. It's just like that. And so I stopped going to school. And, uh, yeah, pretty much when I hit 19, it was my, on the day I turned 19, it was my birthday and my friends took me to a club and that was the first time I tasted liquor and I got that drunk feeling and I liked it cause I was like, oh, I don't feel shy anymore. I'm able to talk to people, laugh and not care about what people think about me. So that started a whole path of destruction. Basically, I started drinking like every weekend, partying. Uh, then I started experimenting with drugs like cocaine and uh, marijuana. And uh, yeah, I was basically trying to, how's the best way to say this? I started hanging around the wrong crowd. A lot of guys that were like gangsters or you know, that image of gangsters, you know, drug dealers, tattoos. And I see that they're getting all these, you know, girls and stuff. And I wanted to be like that. So I started like, you know, trying to do the same things they were doing and started getting tattoos and trying to be cool. And that just started the addictions. I got really addicted to cocaine and pretty much anything that would make me feel good. But all it was doing was masking the problem. It wasn't solving anything. And when I was about 24 years old, I uh, tried to rob a store. I was like, I was under the influence of a bunch of drugs like ecstasy and all this stuff. So I wasn't even thinking. And I walked into a Subway restaurant and I had like a fake lighter gun. And I guess I walked in there and tried to rob the place. Um, but at this point, I'm just like doing all these drugs. I'm super skinny. I got diagnosed with type 1 diabetes, which actually was a blessing in disguise. I'll tell you that later. Um, yeah, the, the guy that worked at the Subway restaurant basically didn't see me as a threat. And he grabbed me by the neck and he tossed me out. And this was at like 4 in the morning. And the rest of the night kind of blacked out for me. But... I do remember this one part where I actually, I think I was hiding under some apartment stairs and I called 911 on myself and I said, oh, hey, did you guys hear about someone robbing the subway or trying to? And they're like, yeah. I was like, yeah, that was me. And then I turned myself in, a bunch of cop cars showed up, pulled guns on me and, you know, they were treating me like I was a terrorist or something. But, you know, I understand they don't have a firearm or something. So... Uh, so please forgive me if I'm kind of all over the place. I I tried to plan this out, but it just never works for me. You're doing great. You guys are still there, right? Yes, yep. we are. 
school. <laughs> um, so yeah, basically, I got taken into some holding cells, and I I started sobering sobering up in these holding cells, and I was like really scared. I didn't know what was going to happen, and they let me out the next day, and I had a promise to appear for court. Uh, and I showed up to court, and they were trying to throw me in jail for like 10 years for attempted robbery, and because the guys, you know, the gun, the fake gun I had like looks like a real gun, so they treated me as if it's a real gun, which is understandable. And so... I kept going to court for a couple months and basically they were, they went lenient on me. They said, uh, they were going to throw me in jail, but I seem like a nice guy and that I sincerely seem like apologetic and that I have, you know, struggling addictions. So they put me on house arrest for two years. And at that point, like I didn't have anywhere to stay. So I stayed with my best friend who was living that life, drug dealer, always hanging out with people. So I'm on house arrest and like the first few months I'm doing okay. But I mean, that was just designed to fail or it was God's blessing that, you know, the situation happened because long story short, I screwed up the house arrest and I went to jail for two years. And uh, when I went to jail, I was pretty scared. You know, I still didn't know God or anything about Jesus. In fact, I was pretty blasphemous. I I was starting to study like New Age Buddhism, and I always said stuff like blasphemous things like, "Oh, I believe in God. I don't believe in Jesus. I don't believe in the Bible. It's man-made. Why would I believe something that a man, some other man wrote? Like, how did somebody die for my sins? I wasn't even born yet. I didn't understand any of this. Um, but I always felt like there was some or something watching me, protecting me always, because there's a thousand situations where I should have died or been seriously injured, and somehow I'm fine. It's like there was like a light protecting me always. And so I'm getting ready to go in jail, and I'm super scared, really skinny. I just, you know, I look like a typical drug addict. And, uh, yeah, I go to jail, and... You know, I heard all these awful stories about what happens to people, and so I'd pray to God. I didn't know about praying to Jesus, so I'd just be like, God, I don't know if you're there. Can you please help me, protect me, something? Like, I'm really scared. And I met, like, honestly, I met some real genuine people in jail. There's actually, like, I met some of the most respectful, nicest people in jail that I've ever met in my life. And... The guy that I got paired up with, he uh, he was part of this. He was a boss in one of like our gangs in BC. They're pretty notorious. They've been all over the news, probably in the states too. Um, but I didn't know that about this guy because someone made a joke to me saying that he was in there. He was an Asian guy. They said that he came he came in over a canister sneaking into the uh, country and that he's in jail for stealing a chocolate bar. You know, just jail guys playing pranks on me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, so I'm in jail for a few days and then uh, some guys accused me of like doing something vile, which wasn't me, but uh, basically I had like the whole, the unit that I was on, I had all these people like threatening my life 
And then the guy that was my roommate stuck up for me. He defended me. Uh, just his presence being there. Everyone left me alone. And then there was another situation where someone had me alone and they were going to hurt me. And then out of nowhere, some other guy who's well-respected in there, he was friends with my stepbrother and somehow he knew knew who I was. So it was just constant situations like that where, like, I didn't know anyone in jail, but yet any time there was harm coming my way, there was always someone there to protect me. And, you know, eventually I learned the ropes and I was fine. And I know that God's doing, like, God protecting me, like, through my whole time in jail. Mm-hmm. And so I was, uh, you know, very thankful and blessed for that. So I got out of jail. I went in jail in 2008. I got out in 2009. I got out a year later because I got granted parole. And the reason they granted me parole was because uh, I turned myself in. Like, they looked at my report and... Uh, yeah, they saw that I turned myself in and just all these little details, uh, were benefiting me, right? To go on parole. It's like what you always say, Fritz, uh, there's no such thing as a coinky dink. Yeah, that's it. (laughs) You got it, buddy. That's so true. There's, (laughs) there's no such thing as a coinky dink. Definitely. It was God's doing the whole time. Absolutely. So I get out of jail, 2009. And I can, I can honestly be honest with you guys, like going to jail for me, for some guys that makes them want to be more of a criminal or whatever. For me, it actually turned me into a man, like more of a man. Uh, I'm not glorifying jail at all, but you know, it was definitely God's doing. Cause I was always a really skinny guy. And when I got diabetes, like I got even skinnier, like, you know, if I jumped off a building, I'd float pretty much. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> oh, that yeah. So, Pardon me? <laughs> no, our our studio Sorry. guest today was just saying she wished she had that problem. <laughs> uh, no, <laughs> that no, I, I didn't enjoy it though. But I, I understand what she where she's coming from. Uh, so yeah, I was saying I got out of jail. I was actually I gained like thirty forty pounds in jail. Like I finally just looked like a normal guy. Like I wasn't skinny anymore. So that was one of the things I was always shy about. So I finally, to me, I look feel like I look normal. Um, and I did good on parole. I didn't, you know, well, I screwed up one time, actually. Like, I was, so once again, this is God's blessing. I was at a halfway house, and they have no tolerance. You screw up once, you go back to jail. So I, I was there for, like, uh, six months, and on my six months there I slipped up and I you know I went to a party and I didn't plan on drinking or anything but of course I did and I didn't show up to the halfway house until like six hours over my time and I thought for sure I'm going back to jail (coughs) and long story short they basically just said oh well just don't do it again you'll be all right sleep it off and uh we'll see you in the morning and that was it I didn't go back to jail. Every, all the other roommates there couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. I was like, why? Why are they being so nice to me? But uh, God's favor. I know that was God's doing. Yeah. Pardon me? God's favor. Oh, yeah. No, he had a plan for me. And so, uh, 
that's what happened there. So once I got off pro, uh, yeah, I met a girl and we ended up moving in with each other. Like I thought I was going to marry this girl. She wanted to have a kid with me and that didn't work out. All we did was fight. And so, uh, I guess it was about 2011 or 2012. I met another girl, but you know, I wasn't working. I didn't really have an income. I was, you know, struggling to find my place in the world. I didn't know where I fit in, but I still felt like that innocent kid, like that doesn't do harm. Um, and this girl was always like bragging on me about making money and not having money and being a bum. So it kind of rubbed off on me in the wrong way because, you know, I started inspiring like, I'm like, okay, I need to make this money to keep this girl. And I kept trying to get jobs, but my criminal record uh, got me fired. Like they would do background checks. And I kept getting fired or they wouldn't hire me. Or if I saw an application criminal record check, I wouldn't even bother. I'm like, wow, this sucks. Like, mm-hmm. I can't do anything. I'm like, I, and I had like this big ego, like, because before I went to jail and before I was hanging around those guys, I was actually in sales and marketing and I used to do door to door sales for a cell phone company. And I did really good. Actually, I made it to like almost owning my own business and I made a lot of money. And of course, I drank it all the way and get drugs. So I had this big ego, like, oh, I'm too good for that job. I'm not being a construction worker or I'm not, I'm not doing this physical labor stuff. Like, no way. Like, I'm worth more than that. I should have humbled myself. Uh, so after being discouraged from not being able to get the kind of jobs I wanted, uh, I started hanging around my old friends again and some new ones in downtown Vancouver, which is basically like, you know, the New York City of of British Columbia, downtown Vancouver, right? Um, And I started hanging around these drug dealers and they started teaching me how to, you know, do that kind of work. And eventually I worked with them for like five or six years. And uh, I was making money and... I thought I would be happy. Long story short, it didn't work out with the girlfriend. Um, I have all this money. I have like a really nice apartment downtown. I have everything you think a man would want, cars, whatever, but I was like dead inside. I was so unhappy. Uh, And I still didn't know Jesus, but there would be times where I was driving around selling drugs and I would be like crying. And I'd be like, God, just get me out of this. I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to contribute to giving people drugs. I don't want to take drugs anymore. I can't do this work. But I knew that if I just stopped, like, how would I pay for all my bills, like my my apartment and my car and all that stuff? So I felt real trapped. And, you know, I was also really depressed because the girl that I was with for five years, she, like, kept cheating on me and... You know, she she ended up being uh, a real bad drug abuser. When I first met her, she was going to university. She worked for the government. Uh, She's a single mother. She's one child. And I I don't know, we were just toxic for each other because we met each other partying and drinking and doing drugs. So every time we hung out with each other, did something, drugs and alcohol 
had to be involved because I didn't know who she was sober. It was awkward. So it was a very toxic relationship. So we broke up. I'm super depressed. And uh, so I start using drugs like really bad, like cocaine every day, like two, three hundred dollar habit every day, cocaine. And then eventually uh, I got introduced to Oxycontin and I had no idea what Oxycontin. I was a drug dealer and I didn't know what Oxycontin were. I acquired them from someone and I just started eating them just to see what it was like. And I was like, oh, hey, I feel good. I don't feel depressed anymore. Hmm. And then after a couple of weeks of those pills being gone, I started getting withdrawals and I didn't know what withdrawals were. So that led me to doing heroin because the Oxycontin was too expensive and I started snorting heroin. And just destruction. I started screwing up the drug dealing job, and um, yeah, basically things were just getting really bad. Um, and I kept praying to God. I'm like, please get me out of this. Um, so I, I can't remember exactly what happened, but there was a situation where uh, something screwed up for me, so I couldn't go to work the drug dealing job the next day. And then that day I didn't go, the cops raided the place that I was for the guy that I worked for. Mm. So if I was there, I would have got, you know, uh-huh. even in more trouble. So Another quinky dink. I don't know. I feel like God was purposely taking me out of that scenario. Even though I feel like, you know, I deserve to be in trouble, of course, because I'm breaking the law. You asked, uh, you asked him to, though. Yeah, and so I was crying out for help to God, and I didn't really realize I was. Like, when I would be crying to God, like, I didn't actually believe I was talking to God. I was just, you know, I didn't have any other terminology, but, you know, God was there. And, uh, yeah, so he got me out of that situation. And then I stopped working for that guy, and then I worked for another guy. It didn't work out. Then I worked for another guy, and, you know, I was just, I was too heavy into my addiction, and eventually I just got out of that work. So, like, I I got into a car accident, actually. This was another thing, God, I, I swear, God did this. Like, uh, I got into a car accident in 2014. I was, you know, doing things I shouldn't have been doing, and I was involved in a hit and run, and... I wasn't injured. The airbags blew up and everything. And me and my my friend that was in the car, we were fine. The other car was damaged. Thankfully, the other people didn't get hurt. No one got hurt. I'm so very thankful for that. But the car was used as a tool for me to do that job. And I couldn't do that job without the car. So it's like God took the car away from me. So I cannot do that kind of work anymore. And I started... That car accident was like a wake-up call for me. So after the accident, I'm going back to court and stuff, and now I'm facing the possibility of going to jail again. And I was like, I don't know what's going to happen here. Like, I thought for sure I'm going to go to jail for a long time, being as I've been charged before. So um, I was going through this court process for like two years. I, I couldn't, like, focus. I, I ended up not being able to pay for my bills, so I moved back with my brother, who also lives in downtown. So it's currently where we are now. Um, 
I got my license suspended for a year. Um, and I also was missing a few teeth, like in the front. And I was really self-conscious about that. So even though I wasn't doing the drug dealing anymore, like I didn't, I didn't want to look for jobs or anything because, uh, I, first of all, I was self-conscious about my teeth and also I didn't know if I was going to go to jail. And of course, someone's calling my other line again, but I repeat you, Satan, in Jesus' name. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is weird. Nobody ever calls me, but now that I'm talking to you guys. Um, anyways, I, I lost my train of thought. Well, you had the car accident, and it turned out to be a blessing in disguise. Because you couldn't use the car and do the drug deals. Mm, yes. And the teeth. <laughs> so, it's like, it's in, so basically, I fast forward to 2016, 2015-16, I'm going to court, I'm missing teeth. Uh, maybe I was using it as an excuse. And I probably was, but I didn't really want to look for a job or anything because I was very discouraged. I'm like, I'm not, no one's going to hire me. I have a criminal record. I have two missing front teeth. So I just look like a drug addict. Um, and I don't know if I'm going to go to jail. So it's like, what's the point of investing? I basically didn't want to do anything because not knowing if I was going to go to jail or not, I didn't want to do anything. I didn't want to get excited and then have it taken away from me. So I, was, I just felt really depressed and demotivated. And so it's 2016, I'm just at home, no job, no nothing. And one of my drug dealer friends that, you know, we're best friends actually, I met him before the drug dealers. He got out, he moved to Alberta, got a girlfriend, he did the whole, you know, accept Jesus. And like, you can see the fruits. This was one guy everyone thought was gonna die or would never stop doing drugs. And God had a plan for him too. And, uh, you know, he's been sober for three years. He's pretty much married. He works at the oil rigs. He's got a good life. So this guy in 2016, he, uh, he sent me this link to an interview from a past radio show. There's, it's, uh, it's between a pastor and this girl named Carolyn Hamlet. So that's my plug for her. And it was a 14 hour interview. And he sent this to me. He's like, Alex, you should listen to this. Because I used to also be really into, uh, I believed aliens existed. And I believe, you know, that they created us and all that bogus stuff. I really realized that there's no such thing as aliens and they're actually demonic. They're demons. And, uh, you know, it's part of, I believe it's part of that great deception and that it talks about in the Bible. You know, and uh, so he sent the interview to me. I'm listening to this interview for 14 hours, and I can't stop listening to it. This lady's talking about all these things I used to believe in, the aliens, how the New Age uh, being involved in Buddhism, even certain kinds of yoga is actually demonic. And when you do those things, you bring, you're bring you inviting demonic spirits and gateways into your life. And it, I really do believe that could be true. And so everything she's talking about uh, is just ringing true in my heart. And she kept talking about God, and that she finally said that she led up to the thing that uh, woke her up and saved her life, and that was Jesus Christ. 
and she she just kept talking about Jesus Christ. I was, and I just my spirit was ringing true to this. I knew this was truth. Like this is what I was searching for my whole life. And so I'm listening to this. And so by the end of the 14 hour interview, she's like, if you have addictions, if you're an alcoholic, if you're you've got anger problems or anything bad or evil or just bad habits in general she's like pray to jesus and ask him for help and if you haven't invited jesus into your heart uh do so as soon as possible and she she did the jesus prayer over the phone or on the recording Mm -hmm. and so i literally did that prayer you know accept jesus into my life and then like that's when like all the beautiful stuff started to happen seriously um, I have to just say this one thing. My brother also struggles with addiction. He was doing the same thing as me, drug dealing, and he was really heavy into cocaine and heroin. Um, so I do that prayer, and like I don't know if it was literally that same night or the next night, but I went to sleep, and I had a vision, and it was just, like, it was nuts. Like, I was awake, and I was taking into, like, I don't even know how to describe it. It was like I was on Earth, but it wasn't Earth. And there was no people around. And I was like, I was myself, but I wasn't in a body. It was like I was a spirit or something. And I could just look at a place and travel there. And God was talking to me, but not in like an audible voice, almost like he was talking to me in my mind. And uh, I honestly thought that I was dead. But the thing is, I felt really at peace. Like, it was really peaceful, and uh, I wasn't scared. But I also saw, like, this other light beside me, and God was telling me that that was my brother, and that he needs help, and that I'm supposed to help him, and that he has troubles, and, you know, that is true. He's got addictions and troubles. Uh, He's actually doing a lot more than I ever did. And I was also telling God, I was like, please, if I'm dead right now, like, give me one more chance, like, to go back to Earth, because I'll live right. I wish I knew this a long time ago, because I would be completely different. And then the next thing I know, I, like, wake up in my body. But I woke up, I can't even explain it. My body was all cramped up, like, physically and feeling-wise, it was cramped up. Like, I woke up and my arms were in the shape of, like, you know, T-Rex arms, like as if I had a severe bad arthritis. My legs were all curled up and I was, and my, I couldn't think properly. So like, as I was waking up, I was slowly unfolding, you know, and I stood up and I was panicking because I thought I had a stroke or something because I was, I was testing my brain. I was like trying to count from one to 20 or something. I couldn't count. I was like one, eight, seven, five, R, X, and then I tried to say the alphabet. I was like, A, B, C, L, Y. I couldn't even think. So I was really scared. And I, there's a hospital one block away from my house. So I walked over there. And uh, they do all these tests and stuff on me. And they said, I'm fine. That I'm like, no stroke, no nothing. Like They're like, no, they're, the scans are normal. There's nothing wrong with you. And I wasn't under any drug influences at this point. I was sober. You know, I still would slip up here and there, but I didn't know Jesus yet. But I was on that path to recovery. And uh, so I go home and I'm calm. And 
all you know how like how you hear those stories of people that get saved and you know they read the Bible for like a month straight in their closet like they're on fire <laughs> for God. Mm-hmm. I was like that, but I wasn't reading the Bible. My my version of that was going on YouTube and I was watching all these like Christ, Christian stuff about Jesus, like um, testimonies, how I found you guys. Yeah, like God Stories Radio. <laughs> yeah, God Stories Radio. I listened, uh, Yeah, it was God Stories Radio. I listened to you guys from your newest episode backwards for some reason. And so it was very interesting because I'm listening to your guys' episode from the newest to the oldest. And so as I'm going backwards, I'm listening to your guys' just like your wishes, like, oh, you know, I wish I could have this or God would do this for me. And then I'm like, in my head, I'm like, well, you actually got your wish. Yeah. But you, you know what I mean, right? Because yeah. I'm listening to it in reverse for some reason. It's kind of like, funny that we hear it coming from a said, listener. Yeah, it's it's beautiful. Like, everything you guys were one, uh, wishing for or worried about, like, it was taken care of. God's taking it taking care of it for you guys and so it's just more proof to me that god exists and um i start watching these videos of like uh people delivering uh people from demons like deliverance prayers mm-hmm. and right away in my spirit i knew for sure that's what happened to me that day i said that jesus prayer and i had that vision and yeah. when i woke up and i was like unfolding my body i honestly know that that was me being delivered uh, so while I was in, while my body was being delivered from demons, I was in like this vision while God, while Jesus was doing that work on me. And that's why I was unfolding like that. I was, I was waking up like, like, yeah, Jesus delivered me and I, I knew it. And so, yes, yeah, I'm just watching YouTube videos about Christian stuff for like months, like just on fire, nonstop, 10 hours, 12 hours, 15 hours a day. It doesn't matter. <laughs> and, uh, I quit smoking. Um, I I was smoking weed a lot. I quit that, and I was always, you know, I used to love the cocaine and drinking. That all stopped. Like, I didn't even have the feeling or desire to do it anymore. It was just completely gone. It was as if I've never done cocaine or drugs at all in my life. It was like that was somebody else. And then, in 2017, I believe. Uh, I did hang around my old friends once, and I slipped up. I had a few drinks, and I did a couple lines of cocaine. But the thing is, I felt horrible. I felt horrible, and I hated it so much. I was like, I'm never doing this again. This is horrible. Like, It was like I was a new person trying drugs for the first time, and I absolutely hated it. And I even, like, I even had to distance myself from those guys because... They were supposedly doing the whole uh, sober thing, and that one night I hung out with them. The guy decided to slip up, and so it kind of, you know, I just ended up doing those things with them. And it, to me, I feel like it was almost like God showing me just how much I've changed and how much I actually hate those things. And since that day, I haven't gotten drunk. I may have had one beer, but since that day, I haven't had any of those drugs. No cocaine, no nothing. I quit smoking. I quit everything. Um, and that's all from the grace of God, right? And Amen. Praise the Lord. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Alexander, I just got to tell you, like, there's there's people that are uh, writing in on the chat right now uh, from all over the place, just saying uh, what an amazing oh, really? testimony you have. 
So I just yeah, wanted to encourage you that uh, that you're touching people out there. Well, that's awesome. I, it's all because of God. Amen. I Amen to that. To it. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah. So I, I uh, so I've been delivered of all these things, and I'm, you know, I'm having the there's that scripture in the Bible like uh, be sober and clear-minded because the devil come comes around like a proud a lion. Mm-hmm. You guys know the scripture. I'm mm-hmm. sure. First Peter so five eight rings in my heart. I'm like, okay, pardon. It was First Peter five eight. We just kind of tried to say. Ah, okay, nice. Um, yeah, so I always remember that scripture: be sober and vigilant minded. Um, so now that I'm like this new guy, this new Christian, uh, I realize it. I need to get baptized. Great. But, you know, I grew up with, like, anxieties and always worried. And I'll be honest, I had a real negative feeling about church. I felt like church were just buildings, and most of these churches are not real churches. They claim to be Christian churches, but they're just playing church. They're not really about God. They're just there for, you know, you go there on Sunday, and then on Monday you're back sinning and doing all these things. Um, so I, I actually remember... 10 years ago, when I was involved in all that drug stuff, one of my friends that was a, you know, living that gangster lifestyle, he actually had the Jesus experience where he had his hands in the air and God touched his heart and delivered him from all the demons. And also another friend, this girl that I went to school with, it happened to her. Like they literally said just one day this light hit them, their hands are in their air, and they knew it was God. It was a supernatural experience. And that was what I had, a supernatural experience with that vision. And they were trying to save, like, preach to me 10 years ago, like, you know, repent for your sins. But I just wasn't having it. Like, I, was, I wasn't ready. I just, you know, I'll be honest. I thought it was just a bunch of mumbo-jumbo. Hmm. So 10 years later, I'm looking for a church. And I remember my friend from 10 years ago trying to, save me and I asked him like hey so I had this whole Jesus experience and I need to get baptized and go to church and you know I'm into the conspiracy stuff so I don't want to go to a fake Christian church is there a real church that is all about Jesus and just Jesus and she said yes so there's a church by my house called Coastal Church and they're all about Jesus they're not a de- there's no denomination nothing it's just mm-hmm. Jesus and that's it and I went there and everyone was so welcoming and it took me a few months to go there because once again, I was building up these ideas like, oh, I don't have money. I don't have nice clothes. I don't want to go there looking like a bum. I thought I had to wear a suit and tie and look like an FBI agent. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Uh, Jesus, what I Jesus, up, Jesus like, wants knowing. you to come as you are. Exactly. Like, he doesn't care. Nope. And so I actually have another friend who, I'm sorry to say, he passed like uh, not too long ago. He was sober and he slipped up. And he did heroin, and he died in the washroom. But he he actually also told me about Coastal Church, and I told him about my fears. And he said, "No, man, they will welcome you, and there you don't have to worry about stuff like that. Just go out." I said, "Okay." And I went there, and everyone was so nice. Yeah, there were some people in suits, but there were other guys there with cut off jeans, shorts, sandals. Mm-hmm. I felt really comfortable, and I felt real stupid about being like thinking that God would care how we dress. <sighs> no. You know, <laughs> come as so, you are. Uh, 
<laughs> oh yeah. And you know what was weird? Like the first few times I went to church, especially the first day my sister went with me, when they were doing the worship stuff, I felt kind of weird because, you know, this was all new to me. And sometimes I feel like even though Jesus delivered me, I know I don't have the demons, but I still felt like there was demons surrounding me, harassing me, because I really feel like once Jesus saves you, you can't be possessed fully by a demon. You can't. Like, if possession is 10 out of 10, a demon can 9 out of 10 you. They can harass you, but they can't possess you. Right. And I felt like I was feeling very angry for no reason when I was in the worship place. And I was like, what's going on here? Why do I feel so weird? I thought I got saved. What's going on? And I just keep going back to church. Yep. To the worship. Well, it says in James that when you tell them to go, he has to leave. Yeah. Actually, I was just about to say that. Like, uh, not exactly that, but same thing. Like, I learned that the demons hate worship music. When you praise God and you, you sing for God, demons hate it and they will flee. I was like, really? And then I heard that scripture like that you just said, if you tell them to leave, they will leave. But I, the thing is, when I was telling them to leave before, I, it's like I didn't fully, fully believe myself. Um, so I start going to church and I start singing like with everybody in the crowd. And uh, all of a sudden I'm liking it. And I'm like, wow, this is beautiful. And <laughs> every time I went, that evil feeling, that feeling of this is weird went away. And now I love going to church and singing and, you know, I'm still a little bit self-conscious about throwing my hands in the air, but the one time I did do it, it was beautiful. And I felt like God was just like touching me, like touching my soul. It was so beautiful. And so like now I go to church, I sing, there's no weird feelings. Mm-hmm. I feel like the demons don't even want to come around me because they know that I'm going to go sing and they hate it. <laughs> so they have to leave. Yep. They hate that joyous heart, man. They yes, hate sir. that joyous heart. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. Wow. They hate it. And they recognize authority. And so I got baptized at Coastal Church. It was really beautiful. Um, and yeah, that was about a year ago, maybe a year and a half. And uh, so now I'm baptized. I'm this new Christian. And I was on fire for God. I was like preaching to everyone, like all the old drug dealer guys I knew, uh, everyone I knew, all the people I used to sell drugs to, I was like walking around, like <laughs> trying to preach to them. That's and great. The people that were on drugs were more willing to receive it. Um, I'll be honest, most of my friends thought I was a weirdo. <laughs> or... Pardon me? No, we're just, we're, we're laughing in agreement with you, you know, just, oh. we've all been there. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's awesome. I'm sorry if sometimes I have a hard time hearing uh, over my the phone. It's my phone's really weird. Um, that's why I'm always like, what? And uh, sounds like the Lord might yeah, be calling so like you to, to that ministry. Here. That's what people keep telling me. But like, I'll be honest, I still have this like little bit of I don't know if it's doubt or performance anxiety. But I feel like sometimes I'm like, Let's I say- don't know if I could uh, stand in front of a whole group of people and speak. That's Satan showing the fear. Yeah, and God, you know, you know, God has a sense of humor, right? Oh yeah, oh yeah, we do. One yeah, thing you don't ever want to say humor. is, "I'll never do that," <laughs> right, Mikey? Yes. <laughs> yeah, you don't oh. want to ever say the N word. <laughs> never, never. No, never. <laughs> and I just said it, but 
what God did, of course, he has a sense of humor. The day I got baptized at my church, you know, in my church, they have like, they have their whole YouTube thing. They got like three churches down here. They got their own little network that's televised and stuff. And, uh, there's at least 300, two or 300 seats. And it was a full house the day I got baptized. And I got baptized with eight or nine other people. Wow. They needed three people to share their testimony. I went up to the pastor before that. And I said, hey, man, do me a favor. Like, I'm really shy. I do not want to give my testimony. Just, I just want to get baptized. Leave me, please leave me alone. <laughs> Don't ask me to do my testimony. I'm too nervous. And of course, what did he do? Like, when he's on stage, talking to everyone, saying, oh, it's a beautiful thing. The first the first person he calls up to the stage was me. Like, all right, Alex, come up to the stage and give you a testimony. In my mind, I was like, what the? you got to be kidding me. Uh-huh. And uh, <laughs> so God did that to me. But the thing is, as soon as I walked up the stage, it's like this presence came over me. Absolutely. That fear was gone. I grabbed the microphone. And I gave a little short version, a little five minute, because they want us to keep it short, a little five minute testimony. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just felt real confident. I felt like I could have gave a lecture for three hours, a PowerPoint <laughs> presentation. And I, I was so happy about that because mm-hmm. I was always nervous. When the Holy Spirit like, takes over. at the start of this. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, Alex, even at the start of this, I was pretty nervous, but you we're know, s- going away. We're so excited yeah. about what God is doing in your life. Mm-hmm. You know, and we're really mm-hmm. glad that you chose to share it with us. I'm so thankful that you guys, uh, you know, were willing to have me on. Um, I'm I'm, yeah, what I'm sorry that I I I kind of. Uh, you know, about two months ago when you were on Mixler, I kind of said you said something about testimony, and I challenged you to it. And then we didn't see you on Mixler mm-hmm. for a while after that, so I I thought I <laughs> we had scared you away. <laughs> No, I uh, trust me. It was every day I was thinking about it, especially when I listened to you guys. I'd be like, "Ah, oh, I told them I was going to do my testimony." <laughs> but, you know, like the enemy is always trying to interfere with my life constantly. Oh yeah, it's always and, uh, a battle. Always got to wear the armor. Yeah. Yeah, well, people are texting in right now, Alex. Uh, they're just saying how much uh, they're so glad that you shared your testimony, and that what an amazing testimony and. Uh, there's uh, several individuals that are listening right now that I know could use that encouragement and have probably walked a similar struggle as you have. And uh, I've been texting with them, and they're just uh, very grateful that you took the time to share your testimony. Oh, thank you, guys. Yeah, and I would just want to say to these people, like, if you have any problems, anything it doesn't matter how big or small it is if you're struggling with addictions or any issues or you know someone that is just pray to jesus there's no wrong or right way just pray to jesus and ask him for help even if you don't believe and you pray to him he's gonna help you because i didn't fully believe when i did the jesus prayer and he helped me and it's a supernatural thing everyone thinks the bible is just a bunch of metaphors that that book is literal and Mm -hmm. society is the society is controlled by the enemy this world belongs to satan it says it right in the bible yes it does and every the the enemy uses music videos the news television to Mm -hmm. make us believe that jesus is not real every other religion is glorified and not made fun of as much as christians are only until jesus as long as you're not talking about jesus you can talk about whatever you want Mm -hmm. and so Mm -hmm. 
trust me, Jesus is real and he will help you or you can pray for others and he'll right. help them. Amen to that. Right. So if Amen. you guys don't mind, I just have like, pardon me? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love Jesus. Like I really do. And I feel like uh, I could do more for him. And uh, yeah, I, I feel like I have to do more for the Lord. I've been kind of on a weird standby for the last year. So if you guys don't mind, I have like maybe just a few minutes left of a couple like, uh, what is it? Blessings the Lord has done for me. Uh, do we still have time or? Um, yeah, well, yeah, you can, it, you can, um, you know, do them, do them best you can. Okay. Yeah, basically, I just wanted to finish up with a couple things. So, uh, at the end of 2016, uh, when I went to court, uh, I didn't go to jail. They just gave me six months house arrest, and I did that with flying colors. Uh, my dental work got approved, um, and so I got my new teeth put in. So I don't have missing teeth. I just look like, when you look at me, you can't even tell I ever did drugs. I just look like a normal human being. <laughs> not saying that if you do drugs, you're not normal, but you know what I mean. Um, and for the whole getting a job thing and having a criminal record, I was kind of scared about applying for jobs or going to interviews because I thought I wouldn't get a job because of the criminal record. So last year in 2017, I only applied for two jobs. I made a resume in like half an hour. I applied for two jobs and literally both of them called me the next day. One was for Save on Foods grocery store. I didn't really want to do that, but I would have done it if that's all out there was. The other one was for front desk concierge. Uh, I honestly didn't think I'd get the concierge one because, you know, they do criminal record checks and uh, yeah, they wouldn't hire you if you have a criminal record or anything like that. I applied for both jobs. They both interviewed me. They both asked me for criminal record. I said, or no, they both said they were going to do a criminal record check. I didn't tell them I had a criminal record, but, and they said both jobs said they would call me back after the criminal record check. So I'm like, all right, well, I'm not going to get the job. They, and the next day after those interviews, both jobs hired me. And I was like, what the... That's weird. And so I had to turn the, I turned the grocery store one down because I wanted to do front desk concierge. It's, you know, I felt better suited for it. And so I just been doing that for the last year of working, having a job that I shouldn't have got, but for some reason mm -hmm. the Lord gave me a second chance. And, and, and to that you say, thank I you, Jesus. Working the last year. Yes. Thank you, Lord. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, so yeah, this is where I'm at today. Um, I feel like I should be doing more for the Lord. I've just been going to work and, you know, staying sober and just being at home and enjoying my life. I read the Bible when I can, and I still watch YouTube videos of Christian, and I list, I've listened to every single episode of God's Stories Radio. Well, thank you very much. We love and appreciate you, Alex. Yes, we do, Alex. Just keep Man, on. what an amazing well, testimony. Yes, keep on the same track. Yep. We could all do more for the and, Lord. And, you know, if you think you need to do more for the Lord, just uh, pray about it. Ask him. Yeah. That's for sure. No, thank you, guys. And, uh, yeah, like, I know before today you guys didn't know me, but I really felt like you guys were, like, good friends of mine because I'm hearing <laughs> you guys' voices. And you guys have helped me out so many times. There's been days where I was, like, upset 
are not sure about something, and then you guys would share your testimony or have a guest on, and it would like match up with something I was going through, and yeah, it literally helped me like a lot. Another another kawinky dink. Yep, that's all God, buddy. Yeah, buddy, yeah. it's only been our only agenda since uh, we started. That's for sure. No, oh, that's beautiful. Like, a member I of the GSR family. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> uh, I'll be with you guys forever. And like, I honestly believe this is what you guys were meant to do. Like, God has built you up to do this because, yeah, we receive that. Yes, we do. We receive every bit of that. You guys buddy. are serving. Thank oh, you. Yeah, you guys are serving God the best. Like, you've got some nice places in heaven waiting for you for sure. <laughs> Amen to that. Amen to that. Well, Very if you kind. if you would uh, hang on the phone with us, uh, we're gonna. We're going to sign off on the program, but we'll, we want to say goodbye to you, Alex. So, uh, I want to thank uh, Janelle Grimm is on the Mixler. Uh, Tracy McElroy is with us tonight. Uh, Matt Ellis was with us tonight. All right. Awesome. Marky Mark on the on the YouTube, and the Duke was with us on YouTube tonight. And, and you, and you a know, couple anybody people that, from the U.K. were the with UK, us tonight well, oh, that's on, on YouTube. On YouTube. But you do know out there that if you listen to us on Mixler or you watch us on YouTube, you can interact with... GSR. Yes, you can. You can chat with us. Uh, many people were chatting with me tonight on Mixler and on uh, YouTube. Both uh, both forums, you can chat with us. Uh, a couple times on YouTube, I put up the website, and you can go there and click the Listen Live Now button, and it'll take you right to Mixler, and then you can follow us from there, and you'll get a notification every time we go live, and you can listen to us live and chat with us, and or go to YouTube if you prefer to see our faces for radio <laughs> we can do that as well so uh that's just awesome and uh i want to thank wendy for coming by tonight and hanging yeah. out with us thanks good wendy. to have you nice to see you girl and uh listen check out god stories radio at gmail.com if you have a testimony if you can't be here with us you can write it we'll read it or you can call us like alexander call just us, did. yep like alexander just did you can call in and give your testimony We'd love to have you uh, here, in this but uh, when you live in BC, it's a little difficult. <laughs> yes, it is. But we so appreciate him uh, being with us tonight. So, uh, what else? Um, like us on Facebook. Yes, again, if anybody, we anybody anywhere that. you are, if you can go to our Facebook page and you haven't liked us yet, please do. Please do. We're on Spotify. We're on iTunes, iHeartRadio. There's many ways you can get us. We just praise the Lord for all the different venues that he has us on so well listen we're going to wrap up we just appreciate you tuning in with us and uh that wraps it up for session 157 i'm fritz i'm mike and i'm tina god bless god bless god bless if i told you my story you would hear hope they wouldn't let go If I told you my story, you would hear love that never gave up. And if I told you my story, you would hear life, but it wasn't mine. If I should speak, then
This is my song, praising my Savior all the day long.